our bitterness submitted to the Lord can turn into a breathing ground for fresh power, fresh Mm. revelation, and fresh vision towards obedience when we surrender it to the Lord. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then Queen, we have a few questions to ask and a few conversations to have. I am your host, Liv Dooley, and I cannot wait to introduce you to some of the women who inspire me to fall more deeply in love with the word of God and worship in everything. I am so grateful you were here. Let's go on and get to work. Hey, y'all. It's me, Liv, and I want to welcome you to another conversation here at The Best Kept Secret. How are you? Is everything in your life flourishing? Or are you a little flustered? Are you a little bothered, annoyed, irritable? Whatever the case may be, we are worshiping God through it with you. Welcome. (laughs) I cannot wait. Oh my goodness, y'all. I literally cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. Please send this to your friends. Send this to your sisters. Send this to your brothers and your husbands if you think that they're going to benefit because this conversation was so rich and I'm just going to admit it's one of my favorites in best kept secret history for so many different reasons. Uh, But I'll let you listen in to hear exactly why. Today, I am taking it back. We haven't had any new reviews this season, but that doesn't mean that we can't praise God for the old ones. And Ness, is one of our sisters here who shared a podcast last year, actually. And she just said, I love all of the guests. And I love being introduced to all of these different people in Christ. If you are not connected to my sisters, who we are going to be introducing you today, I need you to know, I need you to know, they are about to help you get your life together. Because that's what they do for me. (laughs) Anytime I check out our sis on the women whom you should know or our sis who is going to be sharing so much wisdom with us today, I just, I feel renewed. I feel as if I can make it. I feel as if the world is not actually falling apart and God really does truly have it in his hand. So, y'all, please make sure you're getting connected to these women. I guarantee you that they are going to just bring so much encouragement to your life as they have mine. Today, we are talking about what it means to wait on the Lord. And this is something that if you know me and you know my struggle or my testimony, (laughs) call it what you will, you also know that it has been an issue for me. You also know that I have really um, gotten 
ahead of myself in many different seasons of my life. And I would say that I am definitely learning to slow down. I would definitely say that that is a message that the Lord continues to reinforce in my life throughout this study, hence the name Selah, the opportunity to pause, to exalt him above everything, to take a moment and meditate on his goodness. But it's not something that I feel comes naturally to me. And I'm not really sure why that is. I do everything fast. I eat fast. I talk fast. I work fast. I do everything fast. And it, uh, it can definitely be to my detriment. In fact, it was this study that the Lord really opened my eyes to that. It was through this study that I saw the issues and the devastation that can just hmm, be produced in our lives when we fail to discern what it is the Lord is doing. I know there are people out there that will say, you cannot get ahead of God. I, I have heard those messages. I have heard, you know, people preach sermons on how he is our omnipresent God who exists throughout time and is himself not bound by time. However, we know that the word tells us to write the vision and make it plain so that those who run with it may do so at the appointed time. That means there is a time for everything. And if we're not careful, we can get caught up running out of season. This is something that we see in Saul's life. And one of the reasons I am just so moved by First and Second Samuel is because his life is contrasted with so many other people whom we read about. His life is contrasted with his son Jonathan's. His life is contrasted with David, whom we're going to be talking a little bit about today. And, you know, Saul truly did forfeit huge opportunities out of his desire to force his own will and superimpose his ways above the sovereignty of the Lord, which I truly feel like many of us do today. And that we may actually plan to do when we choose to practice manifestation, when we choose to focus on saying all of those things that we want to see in our own lives time and time and time again. And here we can just take a note from Saul and see how much devastation can occur when we choose to do that. In 1 Samuel 13, we learn that Saul has chosen to go on and make the sacrifice and really perform this offering to the Lord, so he says, before Samuel gets there. And the Bible is quite clear about why he does this. 
In verse 11, Samuel asks him, what have you done? And Saul answers, when I saw the troops were deserting me and you didn't come within the appointed days and the Philistines were gathering at Michmash, I thought the Philistines will now descend on me at Gilgal and I haven't sought the Lord's favor. So I forced myself to offer the burnt offering. As I mentioned last week, I do have some empathy for him in his early days. Now, our brother gets out of control the older he gets. And I lose more and more respect for him (laughs) the more I learn. But I bless the Lord for these examples in scripture because we have the opportunity to learn just as much from them as we do from those who did a lot of things well. And here we see, although he says he sought the Lord's favor, he really, truly sought the favor of other people. And I think that is one of the weights that we can use to measure whether or not we are moving out of season. Are we really working um, to garner God's favor and stay in his perfect will or Are we moving outside of that by attempting to garner other people's favor? Now, we know that God's favor exists with us. He is a forgiving God. And today in Christ Jesus, we have an opportunity that Saul did as well to say sorry, to repent, to change direction. However, if we're not honest, as we mentioned and talked about last week, about what it is that is truly motivating us, we will continue to miss the mark. We will continue to sin. And what we read in verse 13 is that Samuel said to Saul, you have been foolish. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. It was at this time that the Lord would have permanently established your reign over Israel. But now your reign will not endure. The Lord has found a man after his own heart. And the Lord has appointed him as ruler over his people because you have not done what the Lord commanded. Says, how many things do we forfeit in an attempt to force our own will? I am a living witness that our God can redeem anything. But my goodness, if this is not a warning, I don't know what is. It's here that we meet David long before we ever learn his name. It's here that we learn that the Lord has appointed him ruler over his people. And yet, that would take decades. Decades that he was willing to wait because he had an intimate relationship with the Lord that led him to cultivate greater and greater trust with every single day, regardless of the issues he encountered. And it is my prayer that we may all be able to say the same about one another. Thank you being here.
It's that time, y'all. My co-host Ty and I are back with another woman you should know. Liv, who do you have for us today? Oh my goodness, y'all. I'm so excited to introduce you to Brianna Taylor. I have really enjoyed getting to know Brianna over the past year. We were connected earlier this year by a couple of people that we both follow, and it has been such a joy getting to know her. But I have to tell y'all that, my goodness, Sis has some of the most calming and peaceful Instagram stories that I have ever seen. And and Ty, I just feel like that is a whole anointing. I mean, it literally just makes me take a sigh of relief and breathe every time I interact with her stories because she's so intentional about how she organizes them and how she shares scripture. And she may be doing something as simple as pouring coffee, but it just helps me to remember to slow down. And my goodness, I adore that. I I think we could use more of that. I think we could we use could. more of that in our day. We know that there are people who enter a room and you just feel the calmness. You feel that peace. And to scroll through social media where there's so much high activity, people who are they're trying to stop traffic. Everyone's trying to be seen. So to know that there's this page that I can go on where I can just watch the coffee pour and and just feel God's presence through those quote unquote simple acts not these not these um we just have to be the biggest and the loudest and look at me thanks just the calmness of that the slowing down the reminder that it's okay it's okay to um take that deep breath it's okay to take that pause. It's okay to not constantly run around and try to do and be all things. It is okay. That's a blessing. Okay. Yes. And I feel like, you know, so much of what we see on social is um, thought to be fabricated or, you know, created out of some false pretense. But I just mm-hmm. feel as if this is a part of the overflow from her daily mm-hmm. life. I mean, she's an advocate for people with disabilities and she works in that profession as well. And so to me, it just seems that the Lord has given her this gift to help people slow down and enjoy all that is around them, to appreciate simple things that we might be, you know, tempted to overlook. And we're going to drop that link so you guys can check out Brianna's Instagram and get connected to her. Brianna Taylor is definitely a woman you should know. Y'all, I absolutely adore this segment called Women You Should Know. I truly do hope that you're getting connected to these women. I know I have been because Ty introduces women that I've not met before and I introduce women that Ty has not yet met before. And it's always such a blessing to just know other women out there who are leading us closer to Christ because, man, 
Life is hard, y'all. We cannot have too much encouragement. And the encouragement to slow down and spend time with the Lord is something that never gets old. I mean, really, <laughs> we just cannot have enough people in our lives who remind us to slow down and spend time in the Lord's presence. And that is what Brianna does for me as well as our guest today. Our guest today is someone who has truly become a prayer partner, someone who I can just be honest, open, transparent with, someone whom I have literally like cried on a voicemail to, <laughs> which I know, I know you're not surprised by that. Um, but I want you to know that this conversation means so much to me, and I truly do hope you get connected to her if you were not already. Ogosa Iamu is a passionate Bible teacher and content creator on a mission to spread the life-transforming message of Jesus Christ. Ogosa is the founder of Unscrambled, a ministry that helps people live unscrambled from the world's ideologies. With an unwavering dedication to sharing the gospel, Ogosa has spent over a decade studying the Bible and discipling individuals, leading them to experience true freedom in Christ. She has been featured in various publications, newsletters, podcasts, and conferences, including platforms such as Lifeway, Lies Young Women Believe, She Reads Truth, Revive Our Hearts, Radical, and many others. Would you please help me welcome my friend, Agosa Iamu, to the best kept secret. All right, y'all. I am so excited to get into this conversation. My goodness, I just know that you are going to be filled up by what our dear sister has to share with us. I have just enjoyed getting to know her and just we have been kicking in y'all before we pressed record because we have the best conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Agosa, how are you, sis? <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say I am so excited and I just feel so honored um, to be here and to be talking with you in particular, because I feel like you are so wise, you are so intentional, and you just have a pulse for how the Holy Spirit is at work in the lives of those around you. And so um, I feel excited. I feel at peace. And I just feel expectant for the Holy Spirit to just move as he always does and as he has already been in our conversations. So thank you for having me. I feel so honored and just blessed to be here. Oh my goodness. It is completely <laughs> my honor, y'all. I am just, I'm geeking out over here because <laughs> our sis is so humble. I mean, sis, you are so humble, but you open so many doors for so many women through oh. the prayers you pray and just the work that you do. And I cannot thank you enough for being a voice of encouragement in my life. All right, let's get into this conversation because I have been dying for this conversation, y'all. Our world is in such a rush. We have talked about it. I have put myself out there. Y'all, my goodness, our world is in such a rush. And we in the church have picked this up. But one of the things that always amazes me about the way that you 
really um, conduct yourself on social media and even how you encourage others and, and all of the work you do is that it comes, it seems to come from such a place mm -hmm. of satisfaction in the Lord where there is no, you know, hurry or, or, or rushing. And I need to know <laughs> how on earth you have gotten to this place if it comes naturally if it's something that the lord has just done and what kinds of benefits have you discovered in the middle of the wait yeah yeah well thank you sis i appreciate that encouragement and i think your question is just so timely because i'm actually coming out of a season of waiting which has lasted more than a year and it has taught me that God's withholding is not apart from his provision. Mm -hmm. That it's not apart from it. Because even in God's withholding, even in the waiting, it is still him providing because he is leading us to the right thing. Closed doors, seasons of waiting, right? Which are very hard. God's withholding, they all bow to God's provision. They're all working for our good and his ultimate provision, not just for us, but for those around us. And so what I've been able to experience is just this resolve that whatever season God has me in, whether it's the waiting season or it's the season that I'm experiencing the full abundance of his provision, it's all working together in his plan. It's all working to bring about his ultimate good that is for his glory. And so I would just say that in waiting to remember that what feels like a withholding is still bowing to God's provision for what he is ultimately going to bring for you. And so, yeah, that, that has been something that has really been an anchor for me um, that has really kept me in seasons that were just hard and waiting. So that is so helpful. God's withholding is not exempt. It's not exclusive from his provision. That is good because I, I do think that we we begin to conflate, you know, that withholding with um, yeah. with the with lack. Right. Yes. And yes. so I appreciate that you have shared with us that he's in all of it and it's working together for his good, because oftentimes yes. we get so obsessed yes. with ourselves. Yes. How is this working together for my good, my good exactly <laughs> that's right that's right and that good is defined by god mm. not us right mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so it, it's him it's it, it's him defining that good too you know because sometimes we can say you know god's working it out for my good so i can get this new car i can get this you know xyz and it's like it's it's good as what god considers you know good and if something is not good for us then god you know will not give that to us and so we have to trust that um what is good doesn't always define what is good for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So we have to really be in the presence of God and before him to know not only what is good, but what is good for us in this particular season. So you're so right, yeah. sis. Yeah. yeah, so good. You know, we've kind of talked about this. You have shared some beautiful insight in your stories about David and yeah. just some of the things that the Lord has taught you through the books of First and Second Samuel. I never tire of hearing other people talk <laughs> about these, you know, these figures in our narratives here in the Bible because he gives each and every one of us a piece. And so we know that it would be 
15 years before David would become king of Judah and then a full 21 years before he would become the king of all of Israel after having been anointed by the prophet Samuel. And so as I've already alluded to, one of the things that I really just enjoy is participating and, and watching and interacting with your stories on Instagram because they are so thoughtful and they really help me to go deeper in my personal studies. But, you know, this is something that you do, I, I would imagine, to strengthen your connection with those who are already connected to you because others don't really get to discover your stories. And so I want to ask, can you share how you have learned how to grow in faithfulness yeah. without feeling this need to rush and focus on influence? Because I'm always like, okay, is this a story or is this a post? <laughs> Y'all already know I'm going to put myself out there. How many people are going to like this? Because if it's only going to be three, I'm just going to put it in my stories. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that too. Right. And so, but but yeah. you are so consistent. And I and I do sometimes ask you, I'm like, can you just put this in your post so I can reshare this? <laughs> because there is something to be said, yeah. right? About sharing right. our posts. Yes. However, yes. I want to ask you, yes. how have you learned? How have you learned yes. to grow in faithfulness without focusing so yes. much on influence? Man, that is such a good, that's such a good, it's not just a good question, it's so intentional. Um, for me, years ago, an older woman pointed out to me a phrase in scripture that Jesus often said, and it was, my time has not yet come. And now we're not comparing ourselves to Jesus or the situation that he was in, but we are called to live like Jesus, right? We're called yes. to reflect his wisdom. And Jesus came to do the will of his father. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to do the will of our father, which includes not just the will itself, but the timing of that will. Liv, I love that Jesus not only understood his assignment, but he mm -hmm. also knew the timing of it, of when it was to be accomplished. And so I've just tried to make a conscious effort, not perfectly or persistently, but to let the wisdom of Jesus like serve an example as an example and be a guiding principle for my own life. So as I approach ministry opportunities and as I approach just like ministry in itself, I'm always seeking to know not just what assignment does God has for me, but what is the timing? Is this the right timing for me to do this particular thing, to post this for everybody to see? Or is there a time that God has for me to share this more broadly, share this more publicly? Is there a certain focus that God wants me to have right now? And, and I think we see that even with Jesus, like there was a time when he really focused on his disciples, you know, where he focused on the Jews and then the word went out later, you know, to, to the Gentiles. And so um, with Paul, and so I think that there is always wisdom and timing of the assignment. And just because the timing isn't here yet, doesn't mean that the assignment will not be accomplished or fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so one of my prayers that has always kind of been was that my character would outpace my gifting, that my character would outpace my calling, and that my character would outpace my contentment in God. I want my character to be far ahead of my calling. Mm. I want my character to be far ahead of my contentment. And I want my character to be far ahead of my gifting. Because at the end of the day, Liv, it doesn't matter how gifted I am. 
Right. It doesn't matter how called I am. If I don't have the character to sustain it, I will not be in whatever role or position that God has placed me in very long. And I will mm-hmm. burn out so quickly. And so I want to run a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in it for something quick that I can do really quick and then get a lot of followers and then I'm out. I look at ministry in playing the long game. Like that's how I yeah. look at it as that th- this is not just a, a quick fix for me to, you know, get popular and then go away. This is something that I want to do for the rest of my life. And so what I need is sustainability. And what's going to help me be sustained is a character that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so I want my character to be developed in Christ. Now that for some of us, that's that's not an excuse to just sit on the sidelines, okay, for 20 mm-hmm. years and and to never actually put our stuff out there. But it is a call to live according to the pace that God has over my life and to not outpace the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in developing my character. So that's what I, yeah. That ministered to us. My goodness. We want our character to overtake our capacity to uh, fulfill with that, which is God has called us to so that we can just enjoy the long game. I appreciate how you talked about that. Um, That is something that is on my heart, but I find that I have to get in a place of prayer, you know, to remember that it is about the long game because I do sometimes get distracted by social media. I get distracted by what I have been told should be my goals since I have these giftings. And it's not until I get into that place of prayer that I remember, "Mm -mm." (laughs) he sets my goals because he knows what is good for me. And so I appreciate how it really just shows us that your time with the Lord overflows into everything else and dictates how you spend your time on social media, how you interact with others and how you decide to really commit to various opportunities. And that is something we can all learn from. So, so glad you're here. So glad you're here, sis. My goodness. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and yet you said it's not an excuse to sit on the sidelines. It's not. It's not. Because some of us live, some of us will use that as an excuse to not go forth and do what God has called us to do, right? For for some of us, we are working towards slowing down our pace. For Mm -hmm. others of us, God has already told us what we need to do and the timing of when we need to do it, and we ain't been doing it, right? And so we have to know ourselves well enough to know, are we someone who needs to constantly be surrendering time to the Lord and asking him, is this the right time? Is this the right time? Because we know ourselves and we are so quick to outpace the Holy Spirit or outrun the Holy Spirit. Like that is our default. But others, we can easily say, you know what? It's never going to be the right time because I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have the skill set. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, and so we can be more prone to actually not do what the Lord has called us to do. And so it's really knowing yourself and knowing what you are prone to falling into and allowing the spirit to challenge you either way, whether the spirit needs to challenge you to slow down 
and to really be in step and in tune with him or whether it's that the spirit needs to help you get up (laughs) and start doing the thing that you know you ought to be doing. Yeah. Mm. Sis, just remember, you can go in and rewind that as often as you need to. All right. It's going to be here for you. (laughs) Oh, such a great word. David did reach a point where he began to grow weary of waiting and he began to make a few compromises. What are some of the hard lessons that you have learned in the middle of the waiting? Um, as you know, you just wait for the Lord to show you your time. Yes. Did you hear? Did you hear? Selah. A study of First and Second Samuel, the study that I have written, is now available. <laughs> I am so excited to get this into your hands, but I want you to know that we're not only going to study the scriptures, but we're going to pray together as well. This study includes six video sessions and 30 guided prayers to help us settle into worship. When you visit Amazon, you can find it there, but you can also grab it at livedooly.com slash Selah. And when you go to that webpage, you will find a freebie as well. If you've ever been interested in learning about when King David composed the Psalms and what was going on in his life at the time, I have compiled a little resource for you to really learn more about that in comparison with First and Second Samuel. Together, it's my prayer that these resources help us enjoy Scripture even more. Yes, that's that's yes. That is something that I have seen in this waiting season that there are, there are very, very hard moments and as seasons of waiting, bitterness, unforgiveness, discouragement has to be a daily surrender to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. that surrender must be constant because we will experience disappointment, frustration, weariness. And if we are not careful, (laughs) Then that which the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 12, verse 15 will become true of us, that a root of bitterness will spring up and cause trouble and so defile many. Here's the thing. Bitterness wants to write a narrative for our seasons of waiting, and that narrative is not the full true story. I want to say that again. Bitterness wants to write a narrative for our seasons of waiting, and it is not the full story. Liv, there were so many disappointments in this season of waiting, so many disappointments in this past season of waiting. There were people who disappointed me. There were people who knew that I was in need and did not show up. And when I began to surrender all of that disappointment, all of the bitterness, and when I'm honest and I surrender it before the Lord, he doesn't ignore it, but he does begin to illuminate all that is true and how I feel. He shows me the people who did show up. He shows me all the miracles in this season that happened. He shows me all the ways that he has provided that I actually never even knew to ask for. Mm. That's the whole story, that there is hard, but there is so much good in the hard and in the waiting. The whole story is that God never for one moment overlooked me, 
or stopped providing for me or took his eyes off of me in the midst of my wilderness, in the midst of my for you know wilderness season. He had not for one moment forsaken me. And that is the whole story. And so while it can feel like in seasons of waiting that there is so much that is lost, that there is so much that we are waiting for, that we never asked for. It's like, God, I never asked to be in this season. I never asked to have to wait in this way. I try to remember that there is also so much that I have gained, so much that God has done that I never knew to ask for. And I remember one time, Liv, I was driving in the car and I was just recounting all of the disappointments in that season of waiting. Like, man, this was supposed to happen. This didn't happen. This person said this, they didn't. And I just felt prompted by the Holy Spirit. What if you began to recall all the ways that I've actually provided that you never asked for? Instead of only thinking about Mm. all the things that you got that you didn't want or that you never asked for, all the disappointments, all of the things that came. What if you turned your attention just for a moment to all of the things that I actually provided for you that you didn't ask for, all the people that were there? And that's not to say that we ignore how we feel. That's not to say that we don't bring that to the Lord because we should. But those things are not the full story. Those things are not the anchor for what kept us in the middle of our waiting season. It was, it was the Lord who kept us and it was the Lord who is still keeping us. And so we have to resolve in seasons of waiting. We have to ask ourselves, like, which story are we going to choose to live by? Mm. Is it the full story of God's grace in our life? Or are we going to allow our disappointments, our anger, our bitterness to write a narrative that is not the full story? You know? Which story are we going to live by? My goodness. I appreciate how you redirected our attention to see just all of the beauty in the middle of hard seasons, because it is so easy to obsess over the many ways that we didn't get our will accomplished or we didn't, you know, find the Lord in the way that we wanted to. And yet... If we could just begin to focus on all of the ways he shows up on a regular basis. On a regular basis. Regular basis. Well, remember that we serve a faithful God with us in all of it. Yes. Mm. And our story is so important because in scripture, it says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony the word of our story. So this is so important. The story that we're choosing to live by, the story that has become our testimony, that is so, so important. Our bitterness submitted to the Lord can turn into a breathing ground for fresh power, fresh Mm. revelation, and fresh vision towards obedience when we surrender it to the Lord. Fresh power, fresh revelation, fresh vision towards obedience, you know? So- Wow. My goodness. When we surrender that bitterness, it turns into breathing room. Mm. Yes. Just going to sit with that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) For real. All right. Uh, What? (laughs) I just, I'm just going to let you talk, sis. Please talk. Just 
share however much you want to share. Because I want to ask, what scriptures or Bible stories throughout this beautiful Bible that we have have helped you to focus on the Lord's presence, especially when we are constantly being bombarded with messages that appeal to our pride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a verse that I love and, and and that word pride, I was thinking about this this morning. It's so interesting. Um, and I feel like just as I was praying, you know, pride can look different ways, right? When we think about social media, pride can look like us wanting to be seen in order to get the approval of others, but pride can also be us not wanting to be seen in certain aspects because of the fear that we won't attain, obtain certain approval as well, right? And so pride can be, oh, I'm putting myself out there or pride can be, I'm not gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna hold back on what the Lord has to say because I actually fear the approval of people. So it's, double, it's double-sided it's double when it comes to pride. And one of the verses that I love is Psalm 136. And I actually wanna read it over us. Um, because there's a there's a phrase that is repeated often, and it was said that the people of God would sing this, and it was a callback. So the leader would say one part, and then the people would say the other part. So Psalm 136, I'm just going to read verses one through nine, because this has really helped me to really focus on who God is. Psalm 136, verses one through nine, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. One of the things I love about that verse is one, the steadfast love, that that word is is a covenantal love that God has and has said, and it's this, this faithful, loyal love that endures all things. And I think there's something about adoration, declaring who God is that helps us to realign our priorities. It resettles our heart and it refocuses our attention attention under the banner of who God is, not in what we lack. And so one of the things that has been so helpful to me for so many years, I thought, oh, adoration is just for God. I need, my heart needs the adoration that belongs to God because my heart needs to be reminded that it is God who is in control. It is God who is providing. It is God who is sustaining. It is God who is all-knowing, all-powerful, and it's under that that I am to come under, not in what I lack. And so that verse and the adoration to God, it helps to realign, resettle, refocus 
my attention to where it needs to be in an age where I am so tempted to focus my attention on me and what other people think about me, right? And so Psalm 136, the love of the Lord that endures forever reminds me that I can rest in him and what he's doing in my life. Mm. Y'all see, y'all see why she's one of my favorite Bible teachers. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Uh, He helps us to refocus, realign. My goodness, our just our attention, our heart needs that admiration. It needs to remember that it's him who is keeping us. And it's steadfast. Yes. Mm -hmm. What is one word of wisdom? Yeah. As we prepare to close out this part of our conversation that you could yeah. share with our sister, you've shared so much, but yeah. our sister is listening. She has heard yeah. about how important it is to pray and to really invite that the Lord to give us the breathing room to experience that fresh power as he realigns our vision and refocuses it on him. But she's still having some some trouble worshiping while she waits on the vision that the Lord has given her. What would you say to her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, Three things that I was thinking about earlier this morning um, that I'll say, but before I say that, I want to say that um, one of the things that has been so helpful to me, and maybe this will be helpful for someone, is that, um, so worship, as we know, it comes from the word worth and shape, right? To worship means you ascribe worth to something and you allow that something to shape you, right? So what we are choosing to ascribe worship to will ultimately shape us. So we want to be women who are shaped by God. We want to be women who are shaped by his will. We want to be women that are shaped by the word of God, right? That worship, that giving worth to something and allowing it to shape us. And so how do we do that? So we wait in action, right? We want to wait, but we do not want to waste. So we want to position ourselves to, to be in the place that we need to be when God shows up. So are we reading his word? Are we in community? Are we going and attending church? Are we where we need to be to be sensitive to when the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us, when God is ready to show up? And then I would say, wait in faith. Our actions have to be driven by faith, faith in God's word, faith in God's character, faith in who God is, that God is a God who is for us and not against us, that God is going to supply all of your needs according to his riches, that God will never forsake you or leave you. This is what it means to wait in faith. You cling on strong to the promises of God that are all throughout the scriptures. And then we want to wait in remembrance. When you and I recount what God has done in the past, and when we look forward to what he has promised to do in the future, sisters, this allows for hope. This allows for hope. When you and I can recount what God has done in the past, and we look forward to what he has promised to do in our future, this allows for hope in our present living. And so every now and then, one of the things that I try to do I go, are there blessings that I know of that are in this current season that I once prayed for, that I once prayed for, 
Because you and I, right, we're in a season and we're experiencing blessings that we prayed for in another season. That ought to encourage us and motivate us to wait and remember us because we know God is going to show up and do it again. Because if he's done it before, we know that he can do it again. And so we can begin to thank God daily. We can thank God daily. We don't have to wait until the waiting season is over. We can praise and thank God daily right now because we know that he is faithful and he's been faithful and that he is going to show up again and again and again. Why? Because the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. So wait in action, wait in faith, wait in remembrance and allow what you are giving worth to pay attention to what you're giving worth to, because that is going to shape how you wait on the Lord. And if you choose to wait on him. Oh, my goodness. Pay attention to what you are ascribing worth to. That is just, mm, that is so nourishing. One of the things that just, I think, caught me by surprise, and I'm not exactly sure why, is how you shared that waiting is an action. You know, I think oftentimes we we get caught up feeling like I need to do something, I need to do something. But when you wait, you are doing something. And it is worthwhile. Yes. (laughs) Waiting is worth it work. Waiting is worth it work. It is work that is worth it. But it's work. And I don't think a lot of times, you're right, Liv, we don't think of it like that. We think of, well, I'm just waiting here. I'm just sitting here. You know, we think of it like when you're waiting for the plane to take off. You know, when you're waiting for your groceries, that's not, that, that's not, that's not what waiting in the Lord is. Mm-hmm. It's not waiting and not having anything else or waiting and there's no action. Even in our waiting, God is moving. He's moving in us. He's developing us. He's growing us. And so our waiting is to always be in action because God is doing something in us, even if we can't see movable things around us at that moment. So. So much to sit with, so much to invite the Lord to reframe our minds about so much Mm -hmm. to just begin to uh, reevaluate. And, you know, really reflect on as we prepare to close this. I, I, I cannot thank you enough for your time and the way that you have poured into each and every one of us. I already know. I already know y'all have already been in the description. I already know you have looked at our stories. I know you're blessed as well. Uh, but... Augusta, would you please tell yes. us where everyone can find you on yes. the things? Yes, you can find me at un.scrambled on Instagram, um, at un.scramble at gmail.com if you want to email me. Um, but yeah, I am most active on un.scrambled, un.scrambled on Instagram. And you can find me there. Our ghostiyamu.com is my website. Um, if you want to also find me there, that would be great. I'd love to um, be friends with you. <laughs> yes, yes. We definitely want that for sure. Before you head out, can we ask yes. you a few secrets? 
Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The first one I want to ask you to do, I mean, we've talked about it throughout this yeah. entire time yeah. that we've had together, but really, what is one practical thing that you do within your rhythms, routines, yes. even in your environment yes. to slow down? Yes, that's really good. Um, prayer walks. So, and even if I'm not necessarily praying, but walking helps me so much. Um, I think that understanding the speed at which we go about our day-to-day -day things really controls so much, right? If I'm walking really fast somewhere or if I'm, you know, slowly walking, like <clears throat> I even notice that it changes like my conversation, right? Like if I'm just like, really, 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 really anxious or if I'm able to walk and kind of be slowed down. And so I would say walking and then adding prayer with that walking. And so prayer doesn't even have to look like, oh, I have this long list of things that need to be prayed for. It can just be like, God, thank you that there's beautiful trees outside. Thank you for the sunlight. Thank you that I have strength to be able to walk. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my nieces and nephews, you know? And so just, um, really walking and trying to take in all that God has already done and he's already created before I come to him to ask for more things, right? Um, and so walking for me and praying and um, acknowledging who God is has really helped me with the pace of life. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, walking and praying and yeah. We love it. We love it. <laughs> oh, you know, my, my, I guess, routine yeah. did slow down a lot when yeah. I begin to slow down in my morning, you know, Ooh. because it kind of sets the pace, right? You know, and so even how you're talking about incorporating times throughout your day, yes. when you're remembering to slow down and when you're yes. remembering to take a break yes. and I yes. think it's so helpful because <clears throat> my goodness. Because yes. the world is like, you know, it's, it's moving fast. <laughs> I'm ready to unplug. <laughs> the next question that I have for you is, what are you doing on a day off? Oh, what is, I mean, sky's the limit. What yeah. are you doing, sis? Oh, that's a really, really good. Um, I'm probably hanging out with friends or family for sure. So let's just make that the overarching thing of the day. Oh. Like probably will either be with friends or family. I'm probably doing something in nature. So maybe a hike mm -hmm. or there's a lot of like outdoor like shops and malls in Atlanta. And so um, with like live music as well. So probably going somewhere with some live music or really good food definitely has to have good food some part of the day. Right. Either mm -hmm. we're doing a good brunch or we're going to do a really, really good dinner. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, I'm a foodie. So it's definitely going to have some really, really good food and then really, really good people or like community included. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah. I'm coming. I'm <laughs> coming to you? hang out with you. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, we have lots of good food places, lots of good outdoor live music. Just come on yes. down. Yes. <laughs> yes. How about oh, you? Goodness. I mean, that would be my ideal day, even here in Las Vegas. What people don't recognize about Las Vegas is that there is a lot 
of different places to get outdoors. We have a yeah. lot of hiking here. And so if it's too hot to go to the Valley of Fire or Red Rock, then the mountains are incredibly close. And my favorite place is the ski resort. Yeah. Um, they've got Wi-Fi up there and all the oh. things. And so it's, I mean, it's, it's way cooler. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it's way cooler than here in, you know, mainland Las Vegas. And so right. I love to be outside, love to be with people and love to eat. In fact, right. one of the things that Quint and I have been doing is trying local spots because Ooh. we have a lot of chains here in Las Vegas and we love those chains. But we're like, you know what? We yeah. pass up entirely too many local businesses exactly. right um on a regular basis and so that's right. been a lot of that's fun a good that's been a lot of fun and it's supporting the community that's a good yes absolutely uh now i know i didn't prep you for this and i know that okay. as as people who like to read this can be a lot of pressure Ooh. so y'all just know i did not prep her for this <laughs> but what would you say is one of your favorite books oh okay I have so many favorite books. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll say this one because I think this is a good one for people who are, especially if you are in ministry or, you know, you feel like you're called to, you know, do ministry thing. I think Dangerous Calling by Paul David Tripp, I believe it's by. Dangerous mm -hmm. Calling. Oof. Okay. That book. That All book right. is... Um, that's a really, really, really good book um, that I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those books where you're like, everybody should read that book, I think. Um, yeah, it's called Dangerous Calling. I think that that's a really, really good book. There's another one. I was trying to think of one on waiting because there's so many good ones mm -hmm. and waiting as well. But yeah, that one's probably like a, I remember when I read that and I was like, yeah, this is, I wish I would have read this like year one of ministry, you know. Mm, wow. Okay. It's, it's, it's good. Okay. <laughs> We're adding it. So we're adding it down below. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. That mm -hmm. sounds good. That sounds good. That's and good. the last question. Yeah, I, lo I love all these questions. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> is, mm, what is bringing a smile to your face these days? Yeah, that is good. Um, so many things. Uh, do I just get one? Nope. You get as many <laughs> okay, as you okay, want. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, first and foremost, I would say family for sure. Um, I love being around my nieces and nephews. That has just been such a gift. Um, being around them and just seeing them grow and learn. And um, it's funny because my niece, so I don't have any children, but my niece looks just like me. So it's really fun to be like, oh my goodness, this is fun. This is so cool. Um, and I think secondly, I just, so I just started a new role, um, a new job. And so I am really, really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I'm really enjoying it. It's been such a gift and I feel like, yeah, just humbled and honored to get to do it and to get to create content for so many different people globally. And so um, that has brought me a lot of joy of just like, yeah, God, because I think, and maybe there's some people who are listening where maybe you have a, a certain gifting and you think there's not a job for this, or there's not a way for me to do this. Like, this is always going to be just something that I kind of just do whenever or at the spur of the moment, you know, and 
Not that God promises us that we'll have a job role in that, but I think it's so cool that if God has wired you a certain way and he's giving you certain desires, like lean into that because he is able to do the impossible. When I first started writing and creating content, there weren't really content and writing jobs, you know, and to just see what the Lord can do. Um, as I just kept leaning in, I just kept writing. I just kept putting my stuff out there. Um, like, freely, you know, not to gain a platform, just, just writing right. for random things. And so I think for me, that has just brought me so much joy that like, to see that like, Hey, if God has wired us a certain way and he's given us certain desires and, and, and things and giftings, like he's going to use that. It may not look the way we think it's going to look, but believe God for the impossible. Like he can like do what you think he can't do. And so that's been really, that's brought a lot of joy to my, you know, just my heart, just to know that, okay, I can actually do things with the giftings that you've given me. Like I don't just have to put it on the side or figure out a way around it, you know? And so anyways, yeah. So that's brought me so much joy. That is absolutely beautiful. And congratulations. I was over here doing a happy dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, This has been a gift. Oh my goodness. A highlight of my week. Would you please pray us out? Oh, I would love to. Yes. I would love to. God, we thank you for who you are. Who are we, Father God, that you are mindful of us? That you know every head on our, every hair on our head, God. That you are so intimately acquainted with us, our desires, our giftings, our hurts, our pains, our sorrows. God, I thank you that no matter what season that we're in, you have promised to never leave us or forsake us. You have promised to provide for us and to be near to us. God, I pray for the woman who is listening to this podcast who feels discouraged, who feels that maybe you've forgotten about them. God, I pray for those who maybe even want to give up on what you have called them to do. God, I pray that you would just infuse courage in them. God, that you would replace the lies of the enemy with truth, with the promises of your word. God, I pray that you would illuminate what is true. God, that you would bring community around them to encourage them, to motivate them, to inspire them. And God, I pray for those who are in this season that are encouraged because they are seeing the fulfillment of what they have been waiting for. And God, we rejoice and we say thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. And we just ask that you would continue to pour out your spirit and your grace upon them, that you would continue to show them that you have even more in store than what they expected of you because you are a God who does immeasurably more than what we could think or ask or even imagine. God, I pray that we would surrender it all to you, whether we are joyful or whether we are 
struggling with envy or bitterness. That we would be free to know that we can bring it all to a God who can handle it. Who's not overwhelmed by it. Who's not overcome by it. Who will lavish his grace because the steadfast love of you, O Lord, endures forever. So God, we thank you for this time. We pray that you would seal the work that the Holy Spirit has been doing in and through our hearts. And we pray, God, that there will be fruit to be born beyond even this conversation, beyond even this hour, this day, this time, that years from now, generations from now, God, we would declare the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. That God has been good to us, even in our heart, and that God has never forsaken us. We thank you. We love you. And we access only in your precious son, Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Mm. That conversation was good for my soul. I pray that you can say the same. If there's anything that resonated with your heart, which please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible and leave a rating and review. It will truly bless this podcast more than you know. Now, in the meantime, I am on Instagram at Candid Live, and it would be an honor to connect with you there. Talk to you soon. Love you.